Sojourner, it's day four, and it's time for us to walk, to walk out a deep communion because of a a deep divine companionship that we have with the beloved that draws us into our uniqueness personally and communally. And today, as we walk in that inner place and that outer place, that environment will help us truly sense the graciousness that we walk in and the graciousness that walks in and through our lives. That's what we will be, well, trekking in today. So join me. What we do here is notice, nurture, and embody soul care in a culture of scarcity, noise, and frenzy. And so that is what you're welcomed into. And anything that we are talking about will always come back to three foundational things that you notice in order to nurture, in order to embody even more earnestly and intentionally. Choose to experience and let go of expectations for why you're here. Expectations can prevent us from seeing what's right in front of us. Our assumptions color what's really there. Sojourner, I want you to practice looking at yourself. Really look at yourself past who you've been told that you are or who you have believed yourself to be or the part you have played, the roles that you play, the masks that you wear. Let's remove them. Let's remove the prejudgment and critique one layer at a time that normally attach themselves to those very things. I want you to pause and trace with your hand a section of your body. Maybe your face, maybe your hand, your arm, your legs, maybe your thighs, maybe your belly, your chest, your shoulder. But what I want you to do is allow your hand to trace your holy temple. Welcome her. Welcome her creator and sustainer. Get a keen sense of your embodiment as you untether yourself and discover aspects of drawing in the closeness of who you are and who you are becoming because of who has created you and designed you. It is difficult at times because when we do not notice due to hurry, busyness, avoidance, the lies or dismissal, we will not be attentive to who we really are. And so that, that is where we want to begin.
Before we get started in today's lesson, today's meditation of the heart, I want to just have a little talk with you. My nieces and nephews call me Auntie Angie. So Auntie Angie wants to talk to you because I know it's easier not to change. As much as we all talk about change and transformation, Creating new changes in our lives means disconnecting from whatever it is we are wanting to change from. And we have to really let that sink in. We will not like the disconnecting process. Disconnecting from old beliefs, old practices. Disconnecting from old associations that are not life-giving the change is about a disconnection so that authentic reconnections can be made. Or maybe they are connections being made for the very first time. So what am I saying? Transformation is a painful process. It's not sexy. It's not glorious. It has a painful impact on the nervous system. It has a painful impact on the mind itself and the body. It is detoxing. It is purification. It is where (laughs) you're being refined, like pure gold, where you got the sediments, the impurities. I'm sitting down now to take a little rest that surface to the top to be seen for what they are, and that is not part of the gold, not part of the precious. So I just want to remind you that whatever you might be feeling and experiencing in your very body is a sign that transformation is happening. And you will want to reimagine yourself in that instead of wanting to hold on to the residual of old beliefs, of old appetites. And so I want to just say that because whatever change is going to be taking place or whatever change is taking place right now in this series. It is going to hurt, and that is okay. It is okay. So Auntie Angie just wants to remind you that the detoxing process is a healing process, that the therapy (laughs) is a healing process. The rehabilitation that I went through back in, what is that, 2017, I believe, after my car collision, that process of being restored bodily and emotionally, just the totality of it, was incredibly hard for my family to see me heal from a concussion and everything that was reoriented in my life, from my sleeping patterns to my eating to my walking 
to where I had to relocate in the house. But it was for the purpose of healing. Not going back to a normal, but going back to new or going to new. He makes all things new, including you. That's a word from Auntie Angie. Now, Pastor Andrea Mohawk Mama is going to continue with our lesson. As we lean in to day four, we're going to make sure we strand that pearl with the one from yesterday. The Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you. They are joined together. The shining of the face upon you, the smile of God, which illuminates your very being and be gracious to you and be gracious to you Hanan that verb Hanan is an act of many graces this is not just one dimensional this is multi-dimensional it's action-oriented and that's one of the things we must constantly remember that the Lord is always active always on the move always demonstrating the love and when we look at this word Hanan we get it translated in the English as grace or gracious sometimes mercy But when we look at it, we see that it means to bend or stoop in kindness. Consider that. Get the image in your mind of when you stoop down into the face of a child, got on that child's level to see them eye to eye, heart to heart, to talk to them to meet them where they stand. Now I want you to bring that image to the beloved, where the beloved's heart is to bend down, to stoop down into our lives and to meet us wherever we are and then bestow upon us grace upon grace. This kind of kneeling should also help you to hyperlink it back to the word blessing, or at least one of the words blessing. And in the introduction, we looked at the word rakha, blessing. And it's also in connection with the knee or kneeling. And so the word berech is knee. It's related to the blessing. So we have a relationship here between blessing, knee, and kneeling, and grace. Consider that connection. It is 
the giver's nature to give and to give in such a way that it's not from a lofty place. It's from a place of companionship, of nurture. I wanna linger with the whole knee symbolism because there's strength in the knees when the scriptures refer to kneeling or knees. There's respect and courtesy. There's, there's also the symbol of the lap. And this is what I really want us to focus in on. The lap as a place where a child receives its first care. And I want you to go back through scripture on a little scavenger hunt and look for the knee symbol. Look for that imagery of the nurture of a child being bestowed upon the knee or upon the lap of the caregiver. This is also in connection with adoption customs. You'll even find that as you go on this little scavenger hunt in scripture. And another little point of historical just consistency is that there are numerous representations in Egyptian sculpture showing the king as an infant on the knees or the lap of a goddess figure. So one of the things we want to do is lean in and ponder the deep yearning we all have to sense and experience the graciousness of God. Not just warm, fuzzy feelings, but the manifestation of it in our lives where we begin to attune and attend to that very nurture because we've noticed it. Remember, we notice so that we can nurture. And whatever we nurture, we will embody. We'll end with our blessing, palms up as a symbol of surrender. Adonai bless you and keep you. Say your name. Adonai make his face to shine, smile on you. Say your name. And be gracious to you. Say your name. Adonai, turn his face toward you. Proclaim your name and grant you. Andrea, now you say your name. Shalom. I just want to say one more thing, and that is... I always list clickable links throughout this series for you to have Bible study tools, the resources you can use for your ongoing excavation in the scriptures. All right, carry on, Sojourner. Share Mom's podcast with your friends. Jesus is always with your heart and he loves you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.